Dave Morris. Jason Geary. I'm really excited. I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to see your face as always. I'm always excited to see you <laughs> and hear I just, you. And I just, just want to be in the same world as you. How much do you think we could uh, make if we could uh, invent a technology where I could reach through my screen and just pinch your cheeks in a sanitary, safe way and just go, oh, mate, how are you? How much could you Cheek make nozzle. that? Yeah. I think you could make like, I mean, how much are VR people making? Because yeah. that's about as much, I think. About as yeah, much yeah. as starting a VR headset. Because <laughs> that's what yeah. it would feel like. It would feel like yeah. it would be amazing. Yeah. How much do you think you'd get if you could like reach through and like do more than just pinch the cheek? Yeah, well, that's the thing. The, te- <laughs> the technology can be used for many different things. Sure, sure. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it for anything like that. No, no, no you one find yourself that, in, a, so. in a demolition man situation. <laughs> um, those are deep cut, deep cuts with Dave Morris referencing demolition man, not even <laughs> the most famous scene. Um, but uh, we have a wonderful guest tonight, and actually, I almost uh, I feel like we finished recording so long ago. Normally, we do the intro like right after, but this time we just kept chatting after yeah. the show because it's just so <laughs> nice to just chat and hang out with a very old friend of mine, Ryan Miller. From, yes. Uh, yeah. Originally from Summerland, uh, BC, but of course, <laughs> most of the movie will know him from Vancouver, or most of you will probably know him from Amsterdam. That's where he lives now, but he's been all yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, a gem of a human being. I've been lucky enough to meet him a few years ago. I'm not sure if it was exactly the same time as I met you, uh, but I think I'd heard about him from you. Maybe it was after. Um, so it, we were very quick to being fast friends when I walked up and said, hey, I know Dave Morris, and he's like, "Cool," and that was it. it was my pass in? Just dropped your name, and I was like, "That's it, done." Yeah. Um, and uh, so we've spent a whole bunch of time as well, um, and not a patch on 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 the long history that we go into during this podcast. Um, and as a, a a silent observer to a lot of those stories, I sat there <laughs> with the biggest shit ending grin on my face, going, "This is absolutely wonderful. This is the type of thing." that you get at late night festivals is people catching up and talking about, you know, old times and, and, and great things that they did together in the past and stuff like that. And that's why I really love this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun to see people you knew as a young man. Now yeah. an old man, <laughs> maybe, maybe not old, maybe that's not fair, but watching, seeing, seeing the growth in people is really fun. Uh, so yeah. And just, yeah, it's so nice to catch up with people. Uh, so Absolutely. enjoy this wonderful little catch up episode. Uh, with a little uh, history of a rap group that I was once in <laughs> at the end. If you make it all the way through, you get that as your special treat. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. I'm sitting in the back of a van, chilling with my man Dave Morris. All I want to do is sing this chorus. Sitting in the back of a van, sitting in the back of a van. Chilling with my man Dave Moore. Jason Gear. All I wanna do is sing this chorus, sitting in the back of a van. Yeah, we're in the weeds. This is we're, we're, we're already in the, in the weeds. Are we in the weeds? Are we lost in the weeds? Or are we deep in the weeds? That's the we're, de- we're deep lost in the weeds. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, primates, mammals, uh, monkeys, uh, uh, chimpanzees. <laughs> We're in the weeds. We're, we're in, the, in weeds. the weeds. But we're going to go into the weeds even further with our guest, Ryan Miller. How you doing, Mr. Miller? 
Hello, you two. Great to uh, great to be here. I had to fight the impulse there because I wanted to say rhyme and illa. Uh, oh, that's that's what I always introduce you as, but but nobody knows that except for me and you. Yeah, it's uh, it's not that uh, it's not that well known, but uh, yeah, it uh, to to me, I could tell that that's what you were going to say, and you I could watch all of that. Like, oh, he's no, he's saying Ryan he's, Miller. That's hard was, for Dave. Yeah. If you yeah. listen back, people, you'll hear me going Ryan Miller. Like I almost had an M in there. I was going to drop it. <laughs> so now uh for for those uh, uh who are joining us you guys go way 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 back yeah true. way back true like it yeah. might almost be like it's like 18 years i think at this point miller since we i, first th- I think it's more together. do you think it's more possibly i do i maybe do. okay maybe it's 19 years <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> way back. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it were even twenty. But yeah, in <clears throat> let's it's, call it it's in the range of a couple decades for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, and the reason I want to call you Ramanilla is because we we were in a rap group at one point together called C Spot Rhyme. <laughs> right, going down the mad sound. Let's just sizzle that for later because we need people to stick around for something oh, here. Yeah. So let's, uh, uh, let's talk about C Spot Rhyme. <laughs> we'll save that for the later. post show. That'll be yeah. a post show. There'll be a little post show C Spot Rhyme reunion concert. Uh, <laughs> I love it. But, but yeah, we go way back. We go back to like instant theater when it was just like seven people in a uh, like the basement of the of a heritage building, the, the Vancouver Little Theater. Yeah, fifteenth wow. in Maine, I think. Seven scrappy improvisers doing long form in Vancouver for like maybe not the first time, but pretty close to. Yeah, it was a. I mean, that was so formative. Yeah, I think, and so th- there was that in the Canadian Improv Games, which was a really great one-two punch, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure the Canadian Improv Games has come up before. Yeah, uh, but yeah, for me. I think teaching those really fundamental story blocks, those really basic elements to rowdy, scrappy high school <laughs> students up and down the lower mainland. And then, you know, in the, and then in the evening coming to the little theater and just doing anything and everything like weird, uh, lo- long form, some of it quite, structured as i recall but a lot of it really loosey-goosey i think is the technical term so it was a really abstract i like abstract abstract. yeah or (laughs) bad maybe some might call it no i'm just (laughs) artsy artsy maybe there was definitely an artsy component and yeah i think it uh you know one they didn't totally maybe i I don't know let me try this out here's a new idea i'm coming up with they didn't quite inform each other so much at the time but later on in my improv journey, they started to stitch together a little bit so that it's like, oh, I can do long form that actually has, you can follow. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it actually makes sense. And there's grounded characters and all of that. And I can do short form that has like uh, some unexpected depth mm-hmm. at, in places. Mm-hmm. That that is uh, forever known as some people uh, refer to it as the event horizon, uh, yeah. But uh, but I, I refer to it as the confluence of Ryan Miller. That's the, those 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 two That's, streams. I mean, when you, when you look back through the history of improv, there's that distinctive sound, the confluence. Bam! 
we're, we're talking about the same thing, no matter what you call it. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, and uh, I was trying to think because I don't know where where you came from before that. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I remember, like I'm, I I almost don't remember meeting you because it was so long ago. But I remember us being doing improv improv together in the little theater, and I remember instant theater. I remember it all happening. But I was like. But I don't know where you came from. Do you even know where I came from? Like, what do we just, we just North Van? Yeah, we were just, you came from Peachland. Yeah, Summerland, but it's Same next thing. to Peachland. Yeah, so that's, close uh, enough. Yeah, no, it really is close <laughs> enough. There are two towns right next to one another. I'm yeah. from Summerland and we hated Peachland. Peachland. <laughs> no, we, we didn't, we didn't really, but uh, did you used so, to say, did you used to say, fuck those peaches? uh because that's pretty funny sure sure let's <laughs> let's say that i did why not why not um <clears throat> so while i was studying at gastown actors studio i took there were different modules different classes you could take and i took a class with a a woman on improvisation and my memory is that she wasn't great like she didn't, she wasn't totally on top of the material or the principles or, or anything. Uh, but I, can we get her name for the, I'm just trying for the record. I, no, I'm yeah, I, I remember it, but I was like, mm, I'm not <laughs> going to share that. Her, no. <laughs> uh, like, so to give you an example, I once during that time, she and I went to Granville Island. It was a, it was an outing and it was like, let's go and we'll, we'll do improv. We'll busk basically on Granville Island and do improv with the teacher and with the teacher and only sh I showed up. So she and I went to Granville Island and we were uh, doing for, for an out of town at Granville Island is like the center arts precinct of, of Vancouver. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. A very artsy area where a lot of theaters are and, okay. and a lot of tourists. Yeah. So, and a lot of busking happens there. So I went there and we were, we're like, okay, so we're going to do, uh, I think we began with um, the alphabet game where each line of dialogue comes with the consecutive letters of the alphabet and multiple points. I remember I'm being like, do you not know what is the next letter? Like not in a, <laughs> the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. The teacher. And I remember <laughs> I like as a new improviser really being like. She's out of her depth. Like I, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I have to help uh, her. I have to help her. There's I, people. How do I support this? this. Um, You're so, doing but all the, all the heavy lifting. It's that's what it felt like. I mean, yeah, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that's. I don't remember all of the details. I remember that we're uh, alphabet game and the sensation of being like, I'm on my own here. Um, <clears throat> but bless her, she introduced me to improv and uh, other than doing some drama games in, in high school and that kind of thing. And then as part of that, uh, the improverts, Dave, is that, that was Alistair. That was the name that, yes. is, is, that we, that people don't speak of anymore because yeah. I think, yeah. Okay. No, well, no one we'll likes the name. <laughs> we'll just edit this out. No, but, no, uh, we can't. The improverts is what I think from the ashes <laughs> of the improverts came uh, instant theater. And, and we did a show together in the theater of my, um, of my acting school. And it was through that, that I then got, uh, I think I went to a tournament and, and got hooked up with, with the, by then I believe instant theater 
crew and and that's where and somewhere in there that you and i met and we were uh yeah teammates and and partners in uh in making that happen yeah i i i mean honestly i feel the way I joined in some theater is still kind of a blur to me how it happened. Cause <laughs> so, like I, I was right out of high school and I was like, I wanted to take, uh, I wanted to keep doing improv. So I, I contacted Alistair who ran the improv games. I was like, I'd like to keep doing improv. He's like, well, come on down to the Vancouver little theater for this, like, you know, Tuesday nights or whatever. And I was like, sure. And I think it was a class, but I don't know. He didn't charge me for it, but he got me to come to it. And I just did this like eight week long form thing with him. And then from there, he was just like, and you want to be in the show? And I was like, sure. And then I was in the show. And then he's like, do you want to referee the improv? And I was like, sure. And then I was just sort of like, it was all like, just, I was just yeah. like in under Alistair's spell, I guess. Is what it kind of <laughs> felt like. And then I was just in it. And I don't even remember being asked to join Instant Theater Company, except at one point realizing I was in it. And I think right. that's how I feel like our relationship formed. I was like, I don't remember actually meeting, but I remember being in a relationship with you. Not like, well, like, well, yeah, I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's it's ex exactly the same. Like my beginnings are really clear because I remember that that formative uh, improv class at that now closed uh, acting school in Vancouver. And then I remember the tournament uh, and then at some point then I was just part of instant theater. Like I don't yeah. remember anything just, after that. Just uh, so how long did you guys work together for then in that, in that period? Was it a good solid six, seven years of instant theater? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a long time to learn to love each other. Yeah. Yeah. It took that yeah. long. No, it didn't take that long. For, for me, maybe it was, it was right six or seven years. Six or seven years, probably. Uh, I think then oh, you maybe. moved away. It was until you moved because you yeah. are for the people who are listening. Um, I don't think we said this, but no. you're in Amsterdam right now. I, I I live in Amsterdam. Yeah, and but before that, you lived in Rome for a while, and before so, that, you, yeah, you've lived so, everywhere. So in in Europe, I've lived a few places. Before Amsterdam, it was in London. Yeah. Before London, it was in Brussels. Before Brussels, I was in Rome. Before Rome, I was in Vancouver for a year. Before that, I was in Amsterdam for a year. And then before that, I was in instant theater with mm -hmm. you, Dave. And what drags you around the continent like that? Is it work? Is it love? Is it play? What, what, what prompts all these movements? All of the above. <laughs> so the but mostly work no mostly <laughs> love 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 a love of work a love um, of work the so what happened was i after a, a period of uh, yeah improvisation and uh, um working as a barista and uh, all kinds of uh, shady operations i i went back to university <laughs> and i got yeah and i got a uh, an exchange to amsterdam Mm -hmm. And what happened during that uh, university exchange to Amsterdam is two big things. Biggest and most important is I met the Italian woman from Rome, who I'm still with, the, mm -hmm. the love of my life and uh, the mother of my children and my mm -hmm. partner and all of those things. Uh, and she's from Rome. So there you, you kind of get the Rome connection. And mm -hmm. I also started working uh, for Boom Chicago, which is a, mm -hmm. a, an improv theater company in Amsterdam. And so that was, uh, and that was an amazing experience because 
well, there were two things. One, from a practical sense, I moved here. I wasn't, in a lot of ways, I think I'm much smarter now than I than I was. I, I Because I moved to Europe, to Amsterdam, and in August. And, and then by, like, mid-September, I was like, fuck. Like, I don't have any money. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm here for a year. I'm not, like, I'm not going to be able to make this. Like, seriously, what am I going to do? Yeah. And... I had uh, my our Dave, our friend Brad McNeil, had m- met uh, the the cast of Boom Chicago at the Edinburgh Fringe, and he's like, "Hey, there's this great theater company. They do great improv in Amsterdam." Turned out they were having auditions. I auditioned. I was like, "Meh, okay, that that didn't go great." Um, and so I started getting. So I applied for a job as a uh, tele telemarketer. I think uh, is the the thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and. So the day before I started training as a telemarketer, where I was like, okay, oh boy, like I am, you know, I'm desperate here. I got an email like, hey, do you want to do some more improv? And I was like, sweet. And so oh, just, thank goodness. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, the good fortune smiled on me at that time. Um, yeah. So I, I was, I mean, and no, no offense to any telemarketers who are out there and, and loving it, but I'm pretty sure that, uh, I, you know, I was oh, traveling man. around. No, I, 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 I hope they take a, offense. I hope they take I offense. did a telemarketer yeah. job for uh, precisely an hour and a half when I was <laughs> at uni. I was like, I was in the same boat. I was like, fuck, I just need some dough. So I signed up and I, and, uh, and I got there and I rocked up and it was like Joe versus the volcano. It was like this long room uh, with uh, desks lined up like in ro- long rows of like 10 or 11 people, five across. All of them had two, th- exactly three things on the desk. One was a telephone. One was a, a foam circular pad that you could rest your elbow on. And one was a <laughs> script that you weren't allowed to di- divert from. And so all like, I, and I had to walk, when I arrived, I had to walk from the back of the room all the way to the front of the room, just hearing everyone say, the same paragraph oh. over and over and over again and as i was walking down i was like i i can't do this like and, and but the part of me is like going <laughs> money uh went you should do this at least give it a try finish the first um thing and um and so i went and got my script and uh from the guy at the front who barely looked at me pointed to a desk and said over there and gave me a, a printout of telephone numbers to call and so you'd hang up and you'd just call and after like three calls i was going oh, i'm really i'm really sorry to be uh <laughs> calling oh this uh I'm, I'm really i'm really sorry and i got in trouble for that and he's like stick to the script and so i do the script and after about an hour and a half i just like after an hour, I stopped calling people and pretended to call people. And then, <laughs> and then after half an hour of that, I'm just listening to people say the same thing. I got up and my chair went as, as I stood up and everyone <laughs> looked, their heads turned. And I just marched up to the front of the place and went, can't do this, bro. Sorry. And uh, gave him this thing back and, and left. I was out of there. Like, wow. Oh man. And I and then I call I called my partner at the time down, my wife and the mother of my kids just going, I can't do it. It's so bad. <laughs> that was the phone call you could put your heart into after spending yeah. so much time on the phone. Like oh man. Oh uh, gosh. Yeah. That's totally like, that sounds like a really bad David Mamet play. Like oh, one that was, like one that just didn't really wasn't that dramatic but it was like it was, 
Yeah. It was like all the stylistic elements were there, but then it yeah. just didn't. It, it was just short. Oh, the the main character, I can't be a salesman. I'm out of here. I'm, <laughs> can't, that, can't. That, that's how it ends. He just leaves an hour into the game. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, so yeah. you started working at Boom Chicago. <laughs> I think no, it's complete aside. Yeah. No, no, that uh that's fantastic. That now I know vividly what I uh what <laughs> yeah. I avoided. The bullet you um, dodged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, for me, and then I so I spent that year in university kind of like playing around in Amsterdam, which is uh, both of you know is a is a wonderful city. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then learning the boom Chicago style of improvisation, which is probably the the third step. Uh, if if we think of uh, the improv games long form, yeah. yeah, long form, and then Boom Chicago, which which is, is very joke heavy, presentational short form. So it's like get out there, nail a button, hit that scene, the lights go down, and you know it's it's very uh, very showy, mm. and and so that sort of put a uh, like I think a sharper veneer or a. Uh, uh, a harder hitting, like instead of just exploring, I was like, okay, I can do that, but I can also now like hit a punch and, uh, you know, move on to the next, the next thing. So that was really yeah. instructive. Yeah. And I think that's actually an important skill that, uh, that we often overlook as artsy improvisers. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty artsy improviser and I don't, I, I think I've mentioned this before that I don't teach people how to be funny. Like I don't teach mm-hmm jokes yeah uh but i maybe i should because i know how to do it and i like like those those like like we joke the slam dunking is what we call like when you run on stage just to slam dunk and then get off stage like just need a joke go get a joke and the the ability to be in a moment and realize oh no we need a joke right now and be able to pull one out is a really useful skill (laughs) as a performer period whether you're doing an improv show or hosting emceeing something or if you're doing like anything just being able to land a joke so important and it's so often uh overlooked how would you even teach that though like i i try to because i again i don't teach for (laughs) for laughs as well but i'm always saying to people because they get worried they're like but can we make jokes i'm like of course you can use you you, you're talented you're funny you're seeing things from your unique perspective make those jokes you know i mean don't sacrifice everything else yeah yeah But if there's a joke that's there, yeah, yeah, nail it. Yeah. That's fine. That's but, fine. Yeah. That's okay. So you, but you then you do teach, like, okay, so there's where you can find the humor. Like you can't undercut the reality, and you don't want to disrupt the the narrative flow. But I mean, you you can step off here. You can make not necessarily an aside, or your character can respond in a in a super uh, uh, like naive kind of way to this line that will garner a, like you don't need to say a joke you can find the humor within yeah, this, right? yeah yeah i mean you teach that i'm right yeah yeah, yeah. So it's looking yeah. for the stuff in the context of the, of, of the narrative but also not you know I, the last thing i want to make and and, I, and it's the same when i teach sketch comedy courses is i don't want to make little cookie cutters of me i want everyone's unique perspective right their own experiences to blend into their humor and the way that they they filter things through their characters as well because they're going to pick up jokes that that i'm not going to see um through their lived perspective as well so yeah hopefully 
Um, uh, I, I don't quash that desire. Uh, mm. I'd rather sometimes go, well, we crashed the scene for that joke than, than not um, not have the permission to to take them when they're there, uh, particularly when we're yeah. living in, in, in comedy land or comedic formats. Yeah, and I guess there is bad times to do jokes. Yeah. Like yeah. if at the very beginning of the scene and it starts and it's raining and there's two two people like huddled under an umbrella and it's just the beginning of a 45 minute play and then the first line is like like a fart joke or something that <laughs> destroys everything and it's not raining it's just i'm just pretending it's raining or whatever like those bad jokes that kind of yeah. dismantle the reality at the very beginning of a show that's a very that's, those are bad jokes <laughs> like, yeah yeah uh, bad not bad jokes but a bad time for a joke uh and that's <laughs> where i think also bad for joke. me yeah I'll, maybe also bad but for me it's like uh there's you know if there's a time, good moment for a joke hit a joke yeah do it nail it yeah but yeah. but don't don't take down the whole show for that one joke because it's not yeah. worth it it's not worth it. i've uh i've been lucky enough to be doing some shows we're in the middle of a comedy festival here uh people are out and about and <sighs> we're all jealous um, which is insane <laughs> so uh but uh i have to say that there have been times uh, in the, uh, I fully confess, in the last ten days, where I've just seen some low hanging fruit, and I have smashed that low hanging fruit right off yeah. the tree. <laughs> just, just missed, like just oh, I could get a good, I could really make these people happy right now. I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, and that's where, like, I think uh, we talk about gagging, right? Like, yeah. a, gag, a gag is a little different than a joke. Like, a gag is, is less clever, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what would you say a different than a gag and a joke is. Like, I I think the gag is uh, exactly what we don't want to teach. I think that's what we're talking about, where it's like, that's something that makes it difficult to continue, maybe, uh, in the context of a scene. Although I guess like a joke, you can be like, oh, you know how we can edit, you know, this scene is kind of, we, we got it we're ready to move on, but there's not quite that edit. I can come in and, you know, put this, do this call back that gets a big laugh and mm-hmm. switches, you know, changes the momentum. So everyone knows. So that's, but that's not a gag. That's a, that's a joke. That's an edit. Yeah. I think yeah. like a joke, a joke can come from the character's perspective, but a gag always has an improviser shrugging uh, kind of at yeah. the end of it. Like, huh? <laughs> see how clever I am or, or whatever. Yeah. I reckon. Or like, that, that's- yeah. Yeah. Gags are kind of like camp skits. You know, like camp skits where it's like it's a skit that anybody can do and you just say the lines and it's always funny. And a gag just kind of has that feel to me where it's like every time you do this gag, it's going to be funny. So yeah. if you, you can right. always do it. And it's sort of like a, a that there's no craft to it. You're just dropping yeah. your pants in the middle of a scene <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do tell people that if you are going to do a gag, the only time you should do it is the very last thing in the entire scene. <laughs> like the yeah. scene's over. It's done now. Go ahead. Yeah. Do a gag. I guess if you're going to do, if you really need to drop your pants, wait until the story's over, everything's complete. And then yeah. the character says, Oh, your zipper's down. Hey, zing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that. Because you can't for Dave's workshop, dropping your pants to end the scene. (laughs) But like you said, a gag, nothing can come after it. It just just stops everything. So it's like you can do it at the end. That's you get one chance. (laughs) The last thing in the show. And are you sure that's what you want to leave your audience with? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. After this beautiful story, he dropped his pants. It was really funny at the end. (laughs) 
We had a, uh, an improviser who worked in Melbourne for for many years. He's uh, not no longer regularly working, but he would literally make a gag and then shrug his shoulders and look at the audience, like after every every kind of gag that he would <laughs> make. Oh, and, and as you're playing a scene with him, you're like, "Who you who you looking at right now?" The audience, ah. okay, yep, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I had a my I, my drama teacher in high school would put up his middle finger. Uh, when he was watching improv scenes, because he, <laughs> because we would always look at him to see if we were doing okay, like looking for approval, and so he would just sit there with his middle finger up, and then I'd look at him and I'd see him fingering me like, huh, what did I, huh? And he'd be like, stop fucking looking at me. <laughs> it worked. That's great worked. training. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. It worked. It worked. Stay yeah. in the scene. Stay in the scene. What are you looking at me for? Look at your partner. Eye contact. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So how long were you with Boom for? Are you, do you continue with Boom? Or? So during that academic year, and then uh, and then I went back to Canada. And then when I moved back to Europe, to go, I went to Rome. Uh, so Chiara could, uh, she was finishing her university. Mm-hmm. And I, <clears throat> and I worked as a tour guide. Roman around. In Rome, which Roman was yeah, around. Roman around. Did a yeah. one man show about it. Uh, but that was a yeah. That was another good training on uh, on jokes. Speaking of jokes, yeah. was like it was basically you know a uh, a monologue patter you know with uh, with jokes and uh, you know slightly improvised, but generally you know sticking to the same script. So that was good. Got a lot of uh, got in a lot of reps. Uh, yeah. And and as, but periodically while we were in Europe, I would you know we would go to visit Amsterdam, and I would I would do a late night show. And then when I, we moved back finally in 2012, 14, something like that. Um, I worked with them for, for a year or two as well. Uh, just doing, uh, doing corporates and, Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. And some, some shows in the theater and, uh, and then, yeah, that, uh, I still am in contact with them, but I'm, you know, I, I, to be honest, I'm not doing a lot of improv at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and few people are <laughs> few people are i think the, yeah. the pandemic has not uh i think already pre-pandemic i was uh it was very um they were rare my uh my nights out mm-hmm. <sighs> uh so you said the word corporate there because i know you do a lot of corporate teaching stuff uh mm-hmm. you go to is it the london tribune no the-, the guardian the Guardian. Sorry, yes. I can't believe I could I would actually. I'm gonna finish. I feel like I'm there was gonna, another word there. The London Tribune Herald. Is that what you mean? <laughs> the London Tribune Herald Weekly. Uh, is that okay? The, sorry. The Guardian. You Guardian. worked with the Guardian doing like corporate training stuff uh, there, which you still do once a year, or is that? I mean, obviously, pandemic aside, but but you've been doing a bunch of corporate stuff, right? Yeah, I I teach. Uh, I, I actually got started teaching at the Guardian as as one, on the faculty of the Guardian master classes with a course on improvisation, a weekend course about how improv can unlock all creativity and mm-hmm. um, relationship building and all of these things. Uh, <clears throat> the there was a great course. It went one weekend, and then the they were like, um, "Yeah, well, the, the sign up was." okay not not great but we we like what you do could you teach something else and so i started thinking of what improv what the skill set of improv what do we apply it to Mm -hmm. and then uh, and and i 
the course we settled on was public speaking. Mm -hmm. So for years and years, I've done public speaking workshops, their day long sessions. And then just shortly before the, the whole pandemic upended things, I taught a, I launched a new course on charisma, mm -hmm. which was really exciting for me. It was a, yeah. a full day, uh, <clears throat> course on, What's, how do yeah, you Jay? teach charisma? Yeah. I'm like, what sort of things do you, <clears throat> you dig into that? Like, I mean, I got some plus two boots of charisma, but like <laughs> that's, it's, it's a lot of boots. It's a, <laughs> mostly it's a boot centric class. No, the, uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked the, that sounds like something you can't teach. Some people are just assholes. We have a skeptic among us. Uh, yeah, the, convince me. You're so, so charming. <laughs> no, the the idea is so. Basically, how I came up with it was realizing that the public speaking workshop is great, and you know I taught it quite a lot, and it's a it's a one to many course. Mm -hmm. And not everyone who was there was looking for one too many skills. They were sort of in, indirectly looking for one to one mm -hmm. sort of skills. And so the word that I, you know, or the the encapsulation of that, I it charisma for me, which is really about making other people feel good, make your scene partner look good, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so the course as I as I teach it is really about first of all it's intrapersonal so that's really fun to make people do like some guided meditation and journaling and think about what they like about themselves and you know what their values are and those kind of things so they get a little bit more in conversation with who they are because otherwise you can't really be authentic mm -hmm. truly with other people if you don't have a very strong sense of yourself and then there's a physical component as well. So it's like you need to be, you know, embodied physically and, you know, confident body language and how do you present yourself and all of those things. And then the last part is really about the the interpersonal components. And it's about, you know, listening and conversational hooks so that you say something, you know, like, how was your weekend? Fine. They got nothing. They got nothing to go. You're making that conversation yeah. hard work. Oh, it's pretty good. I went to the beach. You know, you don't need to launch into a long story about your trip to the beach. You can say something and then the other person, if they want to, they follow up and Who'd you're you in go a conversation. Yeah. Who'd you yeah, go to the yeah. beach with? I mean, just you? Do you swimming? Yeah. Well, how was it? What, which beach do you go to? Um, and a lot of this stuff is not super revolutionary, although there's more, you know, detail and stuff to, to dive into. But I think for a lot of people who don't, who aren't confident or comfortable in themselves or, or seek more, uh, being more at ease in, you know, with, in social situations, it's, it's useful to kind of have a, a bit of a framework and a bit of exposure to thinking about it in a, in an analytical way, but then also with some tools and feeling mixed in so that they can kind of, in my hope, my hope is that they can kind of access that at, you know, mm -hmm. and even if it's just a bit more afterwards like they can be a bit more comfortable then it's like it will unlock successive opportunities to be more comfortable yeah yeah cool did i convince good. you uh yeah you did you did although i'm thinking like okay you started with the one to many 
the speaking, public speaking. And then they were like, all right, one-to-one skills. We'll go with charisma. And then someone's going to be like, but I want both. And you're going to be like, take an improv class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring it all back. Yeah, just slowly, you're just slowly working them back towards doing an improv class. <laughs> um, um, that's cool, though. That's really cool. Yeah. I, my trick my, my trick for uh, charisma, you want to know my trick? Yeah. Here's my trick. Uh, my my one one sentence skill is it is easier to like people than to pretend to like people. <laughs> so you might as well just like people and then see where that goes. It's going to be a lot yeah. much nicer than having to pretend to like them the whole time. That takes a lot of energy. Just like them. Just like them. Just like them. Just like them. Yeah. I mean, I, I you can use the that problem with class. that. You can use that. In class, totally. <laughs> I, I, I will use that. And I think the, um, the thing is, it that's a really short course, and I need to kind of get oh, you people need to, like, yeah, there <laughs> needs to stretch be it out some, a little bit. Yeah, some journaling involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you like about those other people? Let's, yeah. let's do a name game, a free association <laughs> on things you might like about other people for the next 45 minutes, and then we'll take a coffee break, we'll come back, we'll discuss. Yeah. This is most of my classes, actually. It's just I have one thing to tell you, and I'm going to stretch it out for four hours. <laughs> so my storytelling class is beginning, middle, end, but I, I just really stretch it out. Beginning. <laughs> so let's talk about the beginning. What is the beginning? Well, it's a word, beginning. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> cool, cool. And so, uh, yeah, so corporate stuff you're doing, but then uh, improv-wise, otherwise, you've been kind of, I guess, on hiatus like all of us have. But were there some things you were working on before the before everything fell apart that you were like super stoked about? Well, the no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Short answer, no. Uh, But one thing that uh, that I have been working on that is uh, that I am excited about is I I made this so I started I pitched a podcast for work and i was like okay what you're asking me you're looking to me for an idea of how to profile the digitalization experience at our company and you know raise the profile the people involved and people don't like videos and they don't read and i'm like so you're asking me to make a podcast and so i got my work to um to green light that and i made a podcast for our um internal organization and I also got myself trained on how to make a podcast and I had for a long time wanted to make one. And I, <clears throat> so I did. And the podcast is called remote pep talks with Ryan Miller. And what I do is I get people on my mailing list to send me uh, something going on in their life that they want to pep talk about. And <laughs> so, uh, or actually that, that's not how I phrase it. That's something they want some input on. Mm-hmm. And then I, record uh basically a like half of a conversation where i talked to these people uh one was about uh, creative collaboration there was someone who wanted to know what type of she didn't know what kind of uh heating cooking system to buy for her sailboat uh, another <laughs> friend who wanted a uh he and his partner were thinking of having a second kid and he's like oh, i don't you know i'm not sure about it and so what i do is i record these where i have this kind of con pep talk type conversation with them and i record them somewhere that is uh orally exciting so like the sailboat one took place on a sailboat creative collaboration took place in a cafe 
mm-hmm. the second kid one took place obviously on a playground mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and so i put this together so hopefully it's like a, a little pep talk conversation for that one person cool. who asked me that question but then who any, anyone else who listens also gets that pep talk and also gets to kind of experience especially i thought during lockdown being somewhere cool somewhere out of the out of the ordinary mm-hmm. uh so that uh, I, I found that that kind of scratched this because I'm like oh, I'm kind of performing. It's a it's a monologue, but it's you know it's kind of a conversation, so it's relaxing, and I can edit it. So you know it uh, that has been one place where I've kind of focused that creative performative itch. Yeah, the creative how, itch in lockdown. Ugh. How have yeah. you found it uh, when you've been out in in the world on those things, just talking to yourself in in a cafe into a microphone? doing a pep talk uh, that the people yeah, around you exactly. appreciate it. <laughs> That's a, Jason, that is a great question. <laughs> and I, uh, <clears throat> between you and me, I just lay those sounds in uh, after on. the fact. Oh, oh come on. What? Between you and me. You're just Between pretending. you and me. Uh, but, oh, come on, yeah. man. Get yeah. out there. It's not like there's something <laughs> Although, I guess, deadly keeping you inside. I mean, am I guess I, we am all... Am I getting a pep talk? <laughs> I mean, we all You're probably right. could have figured it out. Like, no, it, sounds, it sounds like he's in a cafe. No, he's not. <laughs> there's no cafes aren't open right now. What is this? He's yeah. just pretending. Yeah. <laughs> January 2021? He's not in a cafe. <laughs> no way. He's just acting. Like he must have got some pre-recorded cafe sounds. Well, uh, that's, that is, that's once cool. things open up, that's my challenge to you is to I, do that like in the real world. <laughs> yeah, no, that's this is a great uh, this is a great idea. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, figure out how to do that. Mo- to get my mobile recording studio. And, uh, well, uh, for those interested, we'll pop a link to that in the show notes of this uh, podcast yeah. as well. So if you're listening to this, listen to that. Well, uh, uh, now uh, uh, pop your hand up if you wrote a book last year. I uh, I did. Uh, ah, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, did nice. you write a book last year? Me, uh, Ryan? Was me it, no, the, the I didn't. I, when did I you write book your book? Uh, a couple of years ago. A couple of years um, ago. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah, I wrote a. I wrote a book called "Take It Easy" and more Take tips for the dedicated improviser. Um, but I wanted. We can talk about that in a second. But Jace, you wrote a book. I wrote a book uh, collection, uh, not uh, about improv, though. Uh, it's called uh, Lost and Found, Magical Stories from Melbourne. It's a collection of magical realism stories um, uh, set in Melbourne. I got a COVID grant to do it because once all the arts uh, shut down here, um, then uh, the, they were like, oh, we've got a limited number of some grants to try to give you some sort of money to do something while you're locked down. And I was lucky enough to receive one uh, to uh, write last year. So um, so I spent a good chunk of last year uh, holed up uh, writing a bunch of stories. Um, so, yeah, it's it's great. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> yeah, I would I would love to. I, I mean, I can... Uh, I'll buy it if I can, if I can, uh, if it's easy nah, enough to do that. I'll send you a copy. Yeah, All right. <laughs> so great. Let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> the details of that. I'll, I'll give you my address. Um, but how do you, how do you, how was it to write it? And how do you feel? Uh, uh good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it, it was one of those things where I had like four months or so. So for the first month I was like, yeah, I got to write a book. It's fine. <laughs> and I didn't do an awful lot. And then I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I've got to write a book. And so, okay. So, and that, that was another month. month. 
Yeah. (laughs) Well, that first month I was thinking about the stories, I had an idea for a couple of them, but it's a collection of short stories. So I was kind of letting the the tap drip on it probably Mm -hmm. a little longer than I should, but I I was doing some work on it and kind of letting the stories uh, grow in the Petri dish of imagination. Um, But then when I sat down to write, I was like, oh, wow, this is a much bigger job than I thought it was Mm -hmm. going to be. Uh, And I was very lovely to have a, a very supportive community around me in terms of uh, people who would read things first, and then I'd send them to my uh, editor friends, and uh, and and they would do that sort of stuff. So I'd get a a good first draft out and send the really rough draft to a couple of friends, and then redraft that, and then send that off to my editor. Um, we got it in all on time and all done. Um, the illustration it's illustrated as well by uh, Liam Amor, who's an amazing. Uh, artist he's um done work for dave um as well uh and uh and so there's beautiful pictures in 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 the book as well um so that was kind of on my bucket list of things to do was to work with liam because i've known liam much like you guys for almost 30 years now we went to university together and we've worked together uh and we're about to do a show together next week in the comedy festival we we were walking up to the uh Walking up to the venue doors at the start of this comedy festival going, wow, this is our 24th comedy festival together. And then we were like, maybe this year we'll make it. <laughs> When's gonna, when is it going to be the last year? <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so it was lovely to work with him uh, on the book. And, uh, yeah, it's a, a collection of, of magical realism stories. So it was, uh, it, it was bigger than I thought it was going to be, uh, uh, but much more satisfying. And, and every once in a while, I kind of sit back and go, I wrote a whole book. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I currently am trying to. Uh, I don't have a grant for, but I'm trying to write more, um, more stuff, uh, and I'm on that road as well. Hit, hit that second book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super cool though. But it's, I was going to actually bring this up with you, Miller, as well, because you're like a creative person. You're not just an improviser. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way. You're not just. A, <laughs> you're a creative person, but like because you, you're a writer. You freestyle. You, uh, you do storytelling shows as well as uh, as well as improv shows. Like you do all the creative things. Uh, so like, yeah. Let's let's get into this book of yours. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost one in the morning over here. Let's oh, get. Yeah. Sorry. Let's get into this Sorry, book. Dude, I, I, Take it easy by Ramon Illa. So the idea for the book, actually, and Dave, I'm sure we've talked about this, but if we haven't, you are involved in the genesis of this, uh, this book. What? <laughs> Dave's face says, I did not know this. I Tell didn't me yeah, know that. No. Did it's good. I've been, that. I've been sitting on this piece of gratitude. Uh, it's not share dedi- with you for The book's for years. not dedicated to me or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that copy is, Dave. <laughs> this one is. It is. It's, it's dedicated to my rap name, which yeah. we'll talk about in the post show. Our rap, Indeed. Our rap career. The, uh, uh, so, yeah, a couple of things. So, one, I, I have a, had a blog since I moved to Europe in, not in 2003, but in I think in 2005, when I moved to Amsterdam, I started a blog that I still have. So it's like 16 years old and it's all kinds of been through all sorts of iterations, but it's a, also been very useful, I think, uh, as a as a long-term process to make me a better writer, uh, mm-hmm. you know, over over time. 
And one of the things that comes up periodically is improv. And, and I wrote a few pieces and I think Dave, you, you were working on a, a, a project, uh, an online project. And you're like, Hey, can I, t either it was, can I take this piece of writing or do you want to write something on this, like a short essay, which then became, so as I was, and maybe I was like, yeah, Dave, and then I'll submit this and submit this. And maybe I gave you a few pieces. And then I was like looking through my other writings on improvisation going, eh, I kind of, there's something, there's something here. Uh, like I have these, I have these thoughts and ideas and, and strong feelings. Um, and then in uh, one year, 2000 and something, 14, 15, maybe I went to Tampere, Finland. And, uh, and I, that's where I met Trent Pansy, who I mm -hmm. think we all know who half of my, um, freestyle, uh, hip hop improv duo, Millie can rap. Um, but I, I was teaching a workshop there called take it easy. And my whole idea was, and I still feel this is that like people, when they improvise often are really like, oh, they, you know, it's, it's often in a workshop space. Cause they're like, Oh, I, you know, we've got to kind of show off, show what I can do. And then you're on stage and you're like, Oh, this is, you know, I'm in a big group. And this is like, I might only have one or two scenes. I better really make it count. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's not helping. That's not helping. <laughs> so the whole workshop was, was take it easy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we had a whole, uh, you know, there were a bunch of bits uh, with the other workshop teachers around like how um, adamant I was on take it easy, like running around, blowing a whistle, <laughs> being like, you take it easy, hey, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Um, uh, but then, so that those kind of came together and it was like, oh, that's actually kind of more, that's the thing. That's the organizing principle plus the whole thrust of the thing I want to share, which is just take it easy, let it come discover. Uh, yeah. And then, but that would be a really short book. And uh, so I was like, that's if it were just that. So that's kind of build it out more in terms of different, different aspects. Think of it as a career. Also, when you're on stage add in some exercises, uh, to help you get, you know, to work with your, your team or on your own about how to, um, approach more, how to, um, involve more of this idea of taking it easy in your improv practice. And mm -hmm. that's what I, uh, that's what I put together. And like you, Jason, I discovered that, uh, so I, I had a whole bunch of these essays and I kind of put it together and I was like, well, I'm, a so this is good. This is done. Like, uh, can't, you know, I got this like <laughs> Google doc. Uh, this is basically good to go. Um, and I organized a crowdfunding campaign for it. Cause I was like, I'd read somewhere that it's actually a great way to just pre-sell. So, cause I published it myself. So I needed to know how many copies to print. It's like, well, if people say they're going to buy one, then I know I can print a copy for them. And so it went really well in September uh, of 2017, maybe. Uh, and people were, I sent the book in April or whatever, because it was like, Oh my God, there's okay. So now I, I sent it to a proofreader and she came back, like, you know, to an editor, she came back with all these things and then all the design and then the, the logistics <laughs> and, you know, stuff really, uh, I thought writing the book was, you know, and then the book was done and it was like, no, writing the book is like, then you're 25% of the way through yeah. the process of getting that book out. And that <laughs> yeah. was a big 
realization uh, for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I'll just uh, finish the book and press send and make it. And then it'll <laughs> it's go. Like a, it's like, like an that's email. how it, it's, it's yeah, like an email. It works, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. found the website uh, that I put up. It was called The Way of Improvisation. Uh, the way of improvisation.com. It was where I originally put the had the periodic table of improvisation. Yeah. Uh, that I made as well. And I found, yeah, there's three articles by you on this website that only has like 12 articles in three. Yeah. So you're the most prolific writer on this website. And uh, yeah, probably practice, all three of those. Practice your practice. Remember yep. that one? Is that yep. in your book? Practice your practice. Yep, I think so. Loving your mistakes. Easy. Loving, loving your mistakes. mistakes in the book and easy listening improv easy listening yeah, yeah. which, which uh, sort of echoes the title of take it easy yeah yeah that's it yeah they're, they're still up there they're still should i take them down are they copyright now should I <laughs> no, that's great save yourself the the book uh people just uh check out the way of improvisation <laughs> please don't it hasn't been updated <laughs> it is i built it and then just left it there and yeah but the periodic table is pretty cool if you want to check yeah it out. absolutely it is yeah um well that is Awesome. I'd love I love that I have multiple copies of your books. And I love that you dedicated one to me and the rest to my students. And I really appreciate that. Oh, that's because this was when I had a studio, so I would lend out books to people. So I had like a little little uh, yeah. book the list of <laughs> I think I, I can't I'm gonna read what you wrote. Okay. I'm not sure when I uh, uh, if I met you guys at the same time. <laughs> Go read it. It says, Dear Paper Street student, enjoy this book. <laughs> this next one. Dave Morris wants you to enjoy this book. <laughs> you customized them and everything. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's a, that was nice of me. Yeah, it's good. Sorry, I, go uh, for it, Jason. That's uh, I, I can't remember if I met you guys together or separately, but I do know that uh, as soon as I, I said, I know Ryan or I know Dave, like things, uh, 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 I was like, Okay, cool. Like yeah, it was you're just, cool. It yeah. was one of those things. It was I was like, cool, cool. All right, great, great, great. It was a, a really, really kind of easy speaking of taking it easy, just like chill. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, all right, same wavelength, great. Yeah. It's the it's, it's here's a password. It's a it's shorthand. It's like, oh you know, yeah. oh, you know Dave. Okay, great. Then yeah. uh, you know Ryan. You know Ryan Miller? Oh, you know Ryan Miller? Yeah, oh, you know Ryan Miller? Yeah. Oh, you know Ryan Miller? So, That's right. so uh, I mean, we 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 had some hot sizzle at the start of this episode, so I, I think it's only fair that we talk a little bit about C Spot Ryan. We should talk about it because it was all your fault, Ryan. It uh, <laughs> so that's so. Here's how I remember C Spot Ryan. So the the origins. So I had while we were doing uh, involved in instant theater. I had, uh, with some other friends, we would do, a a, we'd get together on like Thursday nights or whatever. Uh, I, I don't, not weekly, but frequently and, and freestyle, or they would get together and then they invited me and I, I, I went with them and we'd just freestyle and it was, uh, a lot of fun. <clears throat> and so I was really hot into the, into, into getting warmed up. And then I wasn't Ryan, those people, by the way, I wasn't those Dave people. Dave was not I those was people. Different people <laughs> that actually knew how to rap. We, uh, you and Ryan Beal, we were in a theater somewhere, uh, watch like watching a show, and you're like, Hey, we got a rap group called C Spot Rhyme. You want to join? <laughs> and I was like, Great, because I'm so into this. And I think it was, I, I think it was, you know, in retrospect, and Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it was just a, a, a bit because you thought maybe C Spot, uh, you know, C Spot Run, the, 
children's books and C-Spot yeah. Rhyme would be a funny name for <laughs> a rap group, but it wasn't going to happen. It was just like, a well, it was, it was one of those like Ryan Beal from uh, it's a theater. Now the Sunday service, he's a funny guy and he has funny ideas and he likes to come up with ideas, but the follow through isn't always there. <laughs> Sometimes it is, but a lot of time it isn't. And this was one of those, there's no follow through. This is just funny. Hey, Morris, we're starting a rap group. It's called C-Spot Rhyme. I was like, sure. Yeah, great. Uh, cause he really was into hip hop, like just listening to it. He was like, I want to start a rap group. And then we asked you kind of just, yeah. I guess, cause you were there when we were wherever I, I we think were I was sitting in front of you at the yeah. <laughs> talking about it. And you know, we're, we're in an improv company. Hey, you want to join a rap group? We're in a rap group. And you're like, yes. And then this is what I remember is that two days later or three days later <laughs> or a week later, you said to us, I booked us a gig. <laughs> and we this went a, what this is the next episode of hip hop evolution guys yeah. on netflix you said i booked us a gig and i was like huh what you booked us a... and then so we met up and wrote i think all the entire album that became yeah. c-spot rhyme in yeah. a day together basically yeah in the basement of the the same the self-same little theater i didn't remember it being that uh that quick uh, but it's it quite was possible such a fast turnaround. <laughs> but it's quite possible that we were at the theater that night. We were watching an improv show or, or or whatever it was, and you invited me to the group. And then the next night, uh, I or two nights later, I was out at one of those freestyle sessions with those uh, friends, the crazy automated <laughs> technicians, the cat crew, and uh, and then we were talking, or maybe I I was like, guys. Like we could do a show because now I have another like we like we have a, a lineup now we have two it's not just us we have two two bands it's like great let's do it um and then and, so, uh, and so we booked the gig you booked us a gig and then we had to get someone to DJ for it so we asked Taz Van Rassel who actually DJ to DJ for us so we had a DJ and everything yeah. and we threw it we did a we did a pretty great show we did a pretty well, great show one of my my favorite things about that. Um, so we had, we had three or four songs, I think that we actually got together. And it's, so one of them tight and funky, um, is really yeah. fun, like back and forth, finishing each other's lines and, uh, we <laughs> acapella, had acapella, Dave beatboxing oh, nice. and like, yeah. and rapping. Um, but it, as we would talk about, I, I, I think we just improvised it at the show, but like the C spot rhyme bed, do you remember? Like, I think it was before there was a song called about the apocalypse. Yeah, I remember that but, one. Yeah, and we talked about like having these nightmarish dreams of the end of the world, and then each of us did this verse of about like the end of the world. Um, but we just talked about having a. Uh, it was like when we were falling asleep the other night in the in in the C spot rhyme bed, and I just <laughs> yeah. love the idea that I guess it went from from like three weeks from like idea to oh we all live together and like our band like moves <laughs> together and has a yeah. yeah. Well, this yeah. but Ryan became a sitcom in your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Just that and then idea. we and then we played shows like we we did sh we gigged for like yeah. I don't know I don't know how long, but we did enough gigs that I have yeah. multiple memories of yeah. like different rooms with like different yeah. fundraisers that you set us up with. I think it was all your fault too. Uh, yeah. But we we all ended up in all these rooms. One time, I think I had to play a guitar, and we had a live drummer for our because we couldn't get <laughs> sure. tennis there uh, and stuff. Like it was just it was madness. And then yeah, I think uh, and then Beal was like, "We're recording this." <laughs> and funded an album for C-Spot Rhyme, and we recorded a fucking LP, man. 
Yeah. Is that what they're called? We, LPs? I don't know. I've been out yeah. of the rap game Lung for play. a while. Yeah. 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 Like a proper, uh, I mean, proper in the, in the broadest, like most welcoming <laughs> yeah. sense of the term. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's some pretty sick beats on there, man. And some great. Yeah. And, uh, I still have Spotify? the album. Can we, uh... <laughs> I still have it's... the album in my car, by the way, on CD. Oh, nice. And I can play it anytime I want. I, yeah. I've put some of them up on my YouTube. I tried to put it on Spotify, but you need like an artist account. Right, right, like, right. I, I can't figure it out, but, um, there's two or three C spot rhyme tracks on my uh, on my YouTube, so you can you can listen to them. I'm nice. I don't know how else to can to do that. I, can I, can I, I think I have a, them. A I, think I have them. Yeah, uh, Dave, can you can you find them and pop your favorite one at the end of this podcast Oof, for our for yeah. our listeners? <laughs> yeah, I can. yeah, I can. It might be it might be sitting in the he's back. Saying of yes, a van. but oh. he's shaking his head. <laughs> it might he's have sh- to be. Sitting in the back of a van, chilling with my man with my Dave, Dave Morris. <laughs> but because hold on, Dave, because now I need to follow up on the timeline because I feel like that predated C Spot Rhyme. The sitting in the back of a van rap song. Yeah, it might have actually. Yeah, that might have. That was just, that was just a road trip song when we were driving up to Whistler yeah. in a van that had a hole in the floor. And Ryan Beal and I were sitting in the back and Alistair and whoever was in the front and Ryan and I, because we were young, just got thrown in the back of this van that had no seats in it and drove all the way up to Whistler. And so to entertain ourselves, Ryan would wrap this this little chorus and that became one of our, our real, really, it became yeah. like our hit. I think it was because yeah. the audience yeah. would sing along with it and stuff. It was right, like, right. it was, yeah. Yeah, people that still see me. Some people in my life still say to me, chilling with my man Dave Morris. Yeah, nice. they, they get it in their head still. It's still pretty good. Yeah. yeah that is a, it is a hot yeah. tune. I'll tell you one thing. The one song I'm not going to end this podcast with is the the Eating Habits song where we all rap about our different eating habits. Because <laughs> that's, that's the most preachy thing I've ever written in my life. And I never oh. want to listen to it again. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the... Jason, we uh, when we were recording the album, and and of course we we're looking for you know what do we, it's one thing to write some raps, but also like what do you organize it around? What do you write about? And I was a, a barely a vegetarian, so I ate like fish and I think even chicken. So it's yeah. like I didn't eat red meat. Um, oh yeah, no red meat, but deadly to chicken, fish, and vegetables. I got the whole line if you want it. I'm a lacto ovo pescapolo vegetarian. The words a bigger burden than the limits that I'm carrying. That yeah, there was, you go. Ah! That was your line. And yeah. of the three of us, you were the only one who could actually rap and like write. You wrote really good raps, and then Ryan and I got by on charisma. Like that's <laughs> yeah. you should teach about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, um, yeah, I, th- I think that was maybe our. There was a lot of value in that song, but if we had if we had ten or twelve songs with which to choose to make an album, I could see how that might not have <laughs> <laughs> made the cut. But we only it's like yeah. here's all our songs. And I bet only and yeah, and we don't need two of Ryan Beale freestyling rap rapping about <laughs> asking a girl to date him. We don't need two of those. We could have done with yeah. just one of those on the album. But Titan, oh, yeah, Titan but, Funky is pretty good. Titan Funky is pretty good. Yeah, I think that, I could probably do it. I think I could still do my part of that whole whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the I'm gonna try. I'll just do my part. You don't have to okay. do your part. I'll okay. just do my part of the course. This is what this is what I would do. Clever. All over the. 
up, down, to downtown, C spot, C spot, Ron, throwing, throwing down the mad, mad sound. sound. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's hard to do it with the timing of Zoom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. And also, every yeah. time you blew into your microphone, it went something's <laughs> going wrong here and <laughs> dimmed the sound slightly. Um, no, yeah, that was uh, that was our like uh, those. Uh, I, I would beatbox while we wrapped that live. Yeah. So I had to like. I only had my words that I would say, and the rest of the time I would beatbox. Beatbox. That's a, right. uh, no no breaks for Dave. No, no breaks. It was a fun. It was a fun bit. It was a good bit. I liked it. Yeah. Good bit. Yeah. Oh man, that's fantastic. Oh, oh the good old days. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Good, maybe that's gonna be our new theme song for the show, Jason. Just. Uh, oh yeah, why not? Yeah, sitting in the back of a van with man Dave Morris. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, well, we're we're. I mean, and then, a, uh, and then so I'll lady. just put a thing going. Jason Geary. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Remix. Remix. It's, remix. it's a remix. remix. It's part of hip hop. Mm-hmm. There, there was a remix of that as well, wasn't there? Al, Al Connors. Al Connors in the kitchenette. Yeah, he might yeah. have thrown kitchenette down remixes. Remixes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jason, um, do that. Joy. Uh, Don't just talk about it. Make that part. I I I just got, I got your audio there. I'm going to take that audio. (laughs) Man, Dave Morris. Jason Carey. That's going to be great. (laughs) Now I got to find that track. Oh, so great, man. Uh, Well, we're, we're, it's it's late over here where I am. It's like almost, it's like one 15 in the morning. I, I appreciate uh, the, the flexibility uh, Jason, it sounds like it's just like kind of mid evening time for you. Right? Yeah, it's a, I've got the easiest one. It's from six to seven p.m. for me. Oh. So oh. you've got the crack of dawn, and Dave's got midnight. So I, yeah. I'm the uh, the pig in yeah. the middle. Well, well I'll the say crack thanks of to dawn, you anyway. The crack of dawn at nine in the morning. <laughs> nine, nine in the morning. <laughs> you have two kids. This isn't the crack of dawn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this. So, Dave, I know you're gonna um, take it away, but I. I I, I, for one, if this is a late night festival chat, um, I would be right now just going up being like, okay, so another round of drinks, like, what do you guys need? That's like, <laughs> yeah. you, like you we've know, just te- got started te- text your text, whoever you're staying with, um, <laughs> and let them know, like, we got another couple hours in us, uh, you know? Um, but I do understand that we, uh, we need yeah. to go. So, so again, yeah. text your friends. These mushrooms yeah. are just kicking in. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, it's, we're not going to make it to the rehearsal tomorrow. Randy. <laughs> Sorry about yeah. that. Or uh, the show tomorrow. <laughs> Cancel that. Which... We came all this way to hang. Motherfucker. Okay. Um, uh, one last thing just to, to leave our audience with, uh, and I'm trying to vary this question now, especially now that I know you've listened to the podcast, I got to surprise you with a final question. Uh, if you, well, what's the, what, what do you think is like the best mantra for an improviser to have? Like not just on stage when they're improvising, but just like in their life, like what's something that they should always be repeating to themselves as a reminder. And it can't be the title of your book. Take it easy. Okay. <laughs> damn. Damn. <laughs> Is that a good I, question, Jason? Was that a good one? Did I twist it? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. My, my, the only question I had in the barrel was, "What's your favorite Finnish word?" So, uh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> okay, I'll answer them. I'll answer those both. Oh, uh, great. So, the my favorite Finnish word, which I just learned, is sisu. Sisu, sisu, sisu. which is uh, uh, this. It's it's a type of resiliency in uh-huh. in the face of unbeatable odds. And it's, it's like this quiet determination. And I, so I think that's a, that's, I just learned that. I think it's a great, uh, nice. Finnish word, Sisu. And the mantra that I'm going to, 
I, I don't want to be tied to this for the rest of my life. But right now, what I'm mm-hmm. thinking is, is stay curious, mm-hmm. be curious. And I think that that applies in, you know, in social situations, it's like, oh, I'm struggling with this, or I like this person is pissing me off, or, you know, or this, I'm not sure how to handle this. And it's like, a good attitude to when you meet challenges. And then on stage, I think it works really well, because it, it reminds you to focus outward on, on, on your partner, on your surroundings, on the scene, on anything. Oh, that that's kind of unresolved. What are we, you know, what's that about? What, let's follow that. And so it, it should guide you in fruitful directions. Nice. Perfect. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and actually right about now, there's probably voices coming in underneath this as our, as the, as these oh, track is getting <laughs> overlaid. So you're going to hear oh, yourself. Beautiful. Whoa. Oh, like we hear great noises. to see you, my friend. And love oh, likewise. Oh, it was a delight. We don't have love to do you. another podcast, but I'm happy to hang out. Yeah, let's <laughs> just hang out next time. time. Let's just yeah. hang out next time. I uh, love you, yeah. Mello. I love you too. And I love you, Jace. Love you, Thanks, mate. Guys. Good to see you again. I'll catch up with you at some point soon. I, I look forward to it. Yeah, mate. Too. My Dewey name was Ryan Miller to love move the M around, put it in the proper place <laughs> to accurately describe my sound. Ramen Illa. <laughs> Love it. Good night. Good night, oh, yeah. gentlemen. Shut up back there. Okay, okay, cop, hide your beer. Hide your beer. There's a cop. There's a cop right there. Oh, no. There's a cop right there. Put your beer down. Get in front of this guy. You can totally get in front of this guy. That fucking cop sauce. Miller, you gotta slow the fuck down, okay? I gotta speed the fuck up. Slow the fuck down. I'm so wasted right now. Miller. What? Stop fucking beeping, Dude, number one. Get the fuck off my horn. <laughs> hey, ladies. We're never going to make this show. Guys. Hey, ladies. We're so late. Look Dude, turn my hazards off. Turn Look the hazards here, off. Ladies. Fuck you guys. That's we it. I'm stopping the car. Can I'm stopping the car. I kick my TV in whenever week MCs come on They'll be smelling up the airways like the dog shit on my lawn I'm a lyrical predator You're plump like Dioza More annoying than the Amway man Who's witnessed Jehovah Any stage I walk on becomes my turf Most MCs don't scare me like an arrow bay my nerf Don't take these cocky rhymes and think that's what I mean I respect anyone breathing life into the scene We call it hip-hop thriving on our creativity Take the four elements, then double synergy I've been doing this shit for years and years But virtue of its beauty, hip-hop drowns and drains my fears Hip-hop is like the force with an evil side of good Stay true to my crew Like Yoda knows I should I'm not the best freestyler Not pretty like Klinger I write my shit down I'm all pre-planned like Springer You can't contain me I'm nuclear waste I'm as hyped up as I was When I was three and eight pace My mom told me to stop But she learned like everyone else You can't put lid on Laureate And stick them on the shelf Cause I act on my feelings Like the Marquis just saw Except I'm not that dirty Get my kicks within the law Brooklyn is Mecca Hip hop is a law And I'm just Muhammad Broadcasting like Shaw Always on the left Grabbing the mic like a doobie Not one of the brothers But a snack made by Scooby I'm sitting in the back of a van Chilling with my man Dave Morris All I wanna do is sing this chorus Sitting in the back of a van Sitting in the back of a van Chilling with my man Dave Morris All I wanna do is sing this chorus Sitting in the back of a van 
Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta Echo Foxtrot I'm revving on my motor mouth to let it flow non-stop land body blows like Mike Tyson in fist fights I got hearty flows yo I'm a titan when I rip mics sit tight and let me ignite this mic like a stick of dynamite to blow this place guy high like a kite I'm intense like campers on point like ballet dancers never stutter or stammer look like bottle when I banter went from working in the salt mines to shaking fault lines like tectonic plate shifts yo I got great gifts and even when I'm wasted I still weight lifts I pump mics for iron whatever I like it makes it drop a litany of lyrics in spectacular vernacular accurate acts catapulting through the atmosphere I'm focused on the beacon of enlightenment so involved in this plot that I'm the one writing it I'm only one man but I've got the strength of many there's a fire in my belly my mouth is my chimney simply put where there's smoke there's fire I disguise my descent in casual attire keep a track locked down like prisoners post riots as long as I got a voice I refuse to be quiet I'll keep on rhyming till I'm flowing through my dentures and I'm living this life like an action adventure Sitting in the back of a van Chilling with my man Dave Morris All I wanna do is sing this chorus Sitting in the back of a van Sitting in the back of a van Chilling with my man Dave Morris All I wanna do is sing this chorus Sitting in the back of a van I'm Dave Morris, chillin' in the back of a van Spittin' out proverbial lyrics that you won't understand I've got this mic in my hand, I'm like a no-name brand And I'm just as flexible as an elastic band Cause I can stretch the truth far and wide Hyperbolized sincerity and it's amplified I'm like Tide, I keep my style nice and clean But I'm just as informative as Time Magazine I'm like a big fan What? Say it again I'm like a big fan What? Say it again I'm like a big fan What? Say it again Cause I'm just as reliable as a big pen Or the alphabet I'm chillin' like an element of P I strive for peace on earth Like Mahatma Gandhi Yeah, I'm a vegetarian A vegan, in fact It's got a good cause But a very weak impact So relax And just let society evolve I'm gonna chill like a planet As it slowly revolves around the sun As it sits in the universe I go from verse to chorus Chorus to verse Who's on first? Abbott and Costello I'm playing in a symphony just like a cello I'm a Virgo and I'm compatible with Taurus I'm sitting in the back of a van I am Dave Morris <laughs> Sexy motherfucker I'm, I'm sitting, sitting in, in the, the back, back of a van Chilling with my man Dave Morris All I wanna do is sing this chorus Sitting in the back of a van Sitting in the back of a van Chilling with my man Dave Morris All I wanna do is sing this chorus sitting in the back of a van.